Wake Up the Echoes, the official show of the Fighting Irish, presented by TireAct.com, is also brought to you by Canon Solutions America, Credit Union One, Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and Under Armour. Welcome to a special edition of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. I'm your host, Tony Simeone, and it is signing day. So we have a very special episode for you as Notre Dame has signed their 24K class fueled by Gatorade. As always, we talked to the head coach, Marcus Freeman, on this episode. We talked to director of recruiting, Chad Bowden, about what goes in to identifying and recruiting a class. And we also talked to new Notre Dame quarterback and recent signee, C.J. Carr, who is on campus getting ready for the bowl game. Great opportunity for him to kind of cut his teeth at the college football level early on. Later on the show, we talked to some other members of the Notre Dame recruiting staff about what it takes to put together a recruiting operation that ultimately results in a day like today where they've signed their class of 2024. Tons to digest on this episode, so let's not waste any time. Let's talk to Marcus Freeman and Chad Bowden. I'm with Chad Bowden and Marcus Freeman. Thanks for coming back, Coach. Yeah, glad to um, be here. Chad, welcome. No, thank you. This is Coach Freeman's show. I don't have to do that. You can just talk. <laughs> I have a ton of questions we could talk about recruiting, but what we were just talking about is kind of where I want to begin because I've asked Coach Freeman this in different ways throughout the year. What do you have to do in your role to make sure that you stay in tune with the generation you're recruiting? Because we all keep getting older, and they remain the same age. And as you just said. You use the word Riz, which Coach Freeman had to get <laughs> clarification on. Yeah. I'm still kind of it's like it's it's shorthand for charisma, right? Isn't that what it is? Why don't oh. you? Isn't that what it is? It's a little bit of charisma, a little bit of you know your game, a little bit of Riz. I gotta ask Vinny about that. Riz. Oh, Vinny will know all about Riz. Yeah. yeah. He talking about get your cooling. rules up. <laughs> I've learned cooling bot. Bot. Yeah. B O T. Yeah, bot. What's bot? Like Chad's a bot. That's what they would say. Like he's a bot. Why is he a bot? I don't know if it's like in a term of endearment, but I think you can use it in different ways. I know it's short for like robot, but it's he's not a robot, but I like federal you're a bot. Fed, federal. <laughs> like yeah. federal's a word. Um So federal is kinda like legit. Like right? Or no? I'm like, no, like, like I'm, feds watching like Yeah, like oh, I'm, like yeah. I'm actually like cutting them off from a good time. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I, gotcha. I see what you're saying. They'll always say I'm federal. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Because you're too on the up and up. Or you're, too or you're, on the up and up. I gotcha. I'm really not, but yeah, I, yeah. I, but I try forward to. facing to the public, you have to appear. Yes. But you have to know how to commute because you play Fortnite. Yep. I'll play I'll play Fortnite. Really, the whole recruiting staff will play anything that these kids are currently doing. So, so can you almost justify playing video games as kind of like a thing you're doing to improve your, your job, basically, to get better at your job? Yeah. I think they think it's funny that I can't kill anybody in Fortnite. So it's actually, <laughs> they just laugh at me because I'm at least trying. So being bad at Fortnite actually helps. You. Yes. Okay. Was the same I, killed, I killed somebody, one kill. I was playing Fortnite with a quarterback, and I killed this other thing in Fortnite with pom-poms. And the whole group went nuts. Mm. All of our commits went nuts. They watched me kill him with a pom-pom. And that might have gotten that commit. Over the finish line. No question. Actually, there's someone who is going to commit that was on there that watched that. And that, and that probably They're got it fired up. <laughs> potentially. I, I want to know, when did you guys, because you guys go back to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. when did you guys first meet? Describe to me, I'll start with Coach Freeman, just describe to me if you remember when you first met Chad. There was like three different times we first met. And okay. the first time I remember meeting him, 
I was already at Cincinnati, and, and he was just this guy in the recruiting office. Were you an intern or just a volunteer? Intern, yep. And he never talk, I never intern. talked to him. I didn't know. I mean, I saw him. You know, you see people, but I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. So that was the first time I saw this guy. I didn't know his name. The second time I was introduced to him, this was uh, – we're getting ready for spring ball, and um, our director of recruiting at Cincinnati comes up to me and said, hey, we got a guy, an intern that's working in our recruiting office that – thinks he wants to get into coaching do you mind if he just sits in the back of your meetings for spring ball and it happened to be Chad but I was like sure yeah and he sat in the back of the room didn't say a word I mean just took notes the whole time I was like oh, okay like this guy's dedicated he really wants to be a coach and he mm-hmm. didn't talk but um and then the real the, the third time was probably the real introduction right okay. is Somewhere after that spring ball, a couple practices, he said, hey, do you mind? Did you ask or did I ask you? I think I, I think you asked me. I was like, hey, you know what? You don't have to just sit in our meetings. Like, you can come into our staff room and, like, just hang out and listen to us the way we talk about ball, the way we game plan and watch film. And that's when I was really introduced to Chad because he became comfortable. He opened up. <laughs> yeah, that's when, like, I was really It's not good when I get comfortable. What, what was that like for you then when he – welcomed you in what was your reaction to that i should be there you belong never long mm-hmm. no nah, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was nervous i was really nervous i remember uh i remember the first time i got to sit there in that staff room just hearing the things they were talking about as far as football like i thought i had i thought i knew something about football and i realized i knew nothing i knew absolutely nothing which was the best thing for me because I knew I really wanted to do recruiting and I knew I really wanted to do other things at the time. Yeah. But I wanted to hear what they were saying because it was the only way I was going to learn. So just being in that room and hearing coach talk about um, what he sees in linebackers or just the whole defense made me kind of realize, okay, this is, this is what they're talking about. This is what they want. This is what they need. This is what they're looking for. This is the type of scheme they're running. You know, I got to learn all of those things. I thought the the video that was put out this year of you guys on the headset was a revealing moment too, with all the communication that goes on in the yeah. Duke game. It's yeah. like, oh, I thought I I knew how to run a two minute drill until I listened to the <laughs> to the radio going like that. Yeah. So you guys obviously spent a ton of time together at Cincinnati. Yep, yep. Now you find yourselves at Notre Dame. I'm just curious from both your standpoints, why did you guys want to work together? What about that relationship made it something you guys wanted to keep doing? Yeah, look, if you don't mind, Coach, let me let me. Go ahead. So, um, for me at Cincinnati watching coach freeman and how he how he treated people how he treated the players how he treated the staff the support staff um, on a day-to-day basis that made me want to work for him with him wherever he went i know there were various things that happened even before he came to notre dame um, that opportunities he could have taken i always told him it doesn't matter if it was hawking college i was going to come with him um, and it's because of how he treats all right, enough with the how he treats kids. I'm serious. I know. I'm actually being dead serious. I know. I gotta you say, know, I have to say, we don't compliment truth. each other too much. You know, it's okay. a rare moment That's of vulnerability. Let, hey, let him share. Do, I, do I ever get to share it? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would I would have gone with him wherever wherever he was going. It didn't hmm. matter. I always wanted to work with him. So you're not uh, going to tell him how I how you fired me 15 you. different times? <laughs> yeah. So Coach Freeman's actually fired me 15 or 16 different times. People also don't know that. I was fired, I think, six times at Cincinnati. One time I thought it was serious, but I kept showing up. What uh, was the reason? It's just Chad being Chad. Yeah. Just you had It's, it's almost a daily occurrence, but <laughs> I've never been serious enough to follow through with that. But it helped. It's like a, it's another term of endearment. Hey, 
you know what? You know what? I'm gonna get rid of you. You know, <laughs> that means I love you. You know, I love you. You're, you're it really my, is. But you thought he was serious one time. One time I was like, wow, I think I'm done. <laughs> but uh, I just showed up again. Just yeah. it was all good. He okay. didn't say anything. It's a, it's we have one of the most unique relationships, especially when you become a head coach. Your relationships with a lot of people change. Yeah. And um, you know, we've known each other for a long time. You think about. Chad and, and, and Coach Mickens, who I've known since high school, there's very few people you have such a unique relationship with. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a real relationship. I fire him, mm-hmm. you know, but I, <laughs> but I love him. And he's the best at what he does. There was a time where at Cincinnati that I told him, you, you're an elite recruiter. You're an elite communicator. Mm. You're an energy provider. And we need that. Yeah. That attracts talent. That attracts young people. You don't need to coach. You know, and he could have been a coach. He could have been a great coach. No, I couldn't have. You could have. I, I got this. You could have. <laughs> yeah, cut that one part out. Yeah, you could have, man. Um, you were in the loop. You were in the room with him, talking, talking ball. But he's an he's an elite recruit. He's elite at what he does, and he's a one of the hardest workers I know. And at some time, there's times where I'm actually like envious of the relationships he has with our recruits. Even maybe even with my kids, my kids, when they come to the office, they might come. Most of the time they say, hi, dad. They go right into the recruiting office, spend time with Chad and his, his staff because they have a unique ability to, you know, bring those kids in and communicate and spend time with them. And that's trust. Trust is built over time. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's why I've always wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a hard worker. He's a really good person. Uh, most of the time he has outside the box ideas. Yeah. He pushes me like one of our things is to go and stand right challenge everything. You talk about a guy that challenges me to think outside the box to get outside my comfort zone. Sometimes I got to say no, but um you know, he is uh he is like when a I, guy that I'm, makes when me I'm told no. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to push him, right? No doubt. Yeah. He's told no. He's he's been told no a couple times, so. And he's been fired a couple times. Yeah. Uh I have a couple questions for you then, Chad, specifically. Yeah. And then I have a surprise that we're going to do in a second. But 24K Presented by Gatorade. So yep. how do you guys come up with the themes? How does the staff settle on? I've seen Fight Club in the past, seen all kinds of things. Like what? what is this? Yeah, so the recruiting staff, before every year, we uh, we get together and talk about what next year's tagline is going to be. Think big is always our our thing. Thinking more than just playing football. It's, you know, what Notre Dame offers young people, which is four for 40. It's mm-hmm. the rest of their life. Um, but the 24K was easy, right? Like we're got that gold helmet you got mother mary back there the gold dome like it was just easy um i think mckenzie came up with that idea i want to know too just in general because i I don't follow recruiting that closely i try to you know it's tough to follow everything yeah help me understand just the process now in this day and age 2024 when you're recruiting a, a student athlete like the first time you encounter them take me from like when you first identify them whether it's through film or whatever until you get them on campus and hopefully hopefully sign them like you guys have today on signing day. 30 minutes long? <laughs> I'm going to give you the floor to try to just lay out, okay. to me, help me understand the process from day one to signing day, what it takes to get someone to commit to your program. Okay, so 2024 class, for instance, we would have started two years ago. We would have evaluated their film throughout the entire season. The recruiting staff would be the only ones that have touched it. Um, that will have gone on all season long. We'll have made our board. We'll have ranked, ranked that entire board. As soon as December is over, January, we're going to get their third semester transcript because it's important, obviously, being in a place like Notre Dame, you should evaluate their grades and see where they're at. As soon as that's done, in February, during the dead period, the first week that we're back, there's a watch list week 
um, where we watch all of our top, at the time it was the top 2024s. Um, we'll evaluate them. This is with coaches? With coaches, with position coaches, coordinators. Uh, we'll have watched all those guys. And then after we watch them, we get them rated. Um, we'll have already gotten the notes on all those guys from their, we'll have called their high school coaches, figuring out their background, their mom, their dad, um, whatever the situation is, what they do for a living, their character makeup, are they a captain, all that kind of stuff through the high school coach. Um, and then we'll start a four-week process where we'll call the high school coach and have the high school coach get us in contact with the player, uh, the pers- prospective student athlete. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to them. We'll talk to the coach talking about setting it up once a week. So not only are we trying to offer that kid, but we're actually trying to get to know them. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that for a four-week period. And then March uh, 16th is St. Patrick's Day. We call it Pot of Gold Day around here, mm-hmm. which is a huge day for yeah. us. It's all the work that we've done as a recruiting staff for basically six months to put us in a position for that day. Hmm. We'll make that call offer. Typically, we're either offering them early or we're just getting into the game, but it's such a special day that you know even our fan base knows about that's right. really, really cool. We have something called the Golden Chain, which is something Coach Freeman invented, which is you know make sure that they're at an on-campus um, event make sure that we've had a Zoom with them going over our 4 for 40 plan for them, what Notre Dame offers them. Have they met with a position coach, coordinator, head coach, all those different kinds of things, make sure they've seen everything. Um, we try to knock that out through the entire year so they come for a game day. Then in December they have the junior day, and then it just recycles all the way over for another year. And once they commit, hopefully we get them committed a little bit earlier but we'll keep them on the same path and same plan um, throughout the entire next cycle. It's unbelievable. It, it sounds like it's never-ending. It is. And, well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is you you listen to all those different things that Chad goes over. Um, one, it takes a lot of people. There are certain things you have to make sure you check off. You have to have those Zooms. You have to make sure they understand what Notre Dame's about in, in the meetings with the coordinators, the head coach, position coach, all those things. But then – once it gets to the point where they've offered, or you've offered them, they know what Notre Dame's about. Now it's relationship building. Hmm. At first, we got to continue to say we got to sell, sell, sell. Then it's about building relationships, and that's to me the greatest thing that his staff and and our coaches really do is say, okay, we've identified this guy. He's the right fit. We've offered him. He might have been. He's he he might be committed or not. Build the relationship. Build the trust um, because that's going to be more important than anything. What's the biggest change you've seen in recruiting since you were recruited? It's about what, probably close to 20 years ago now when you first got recruited, right? What's the biggest change? <laughs> For, well, it, everything's <laughs> happening earlier. You're He's getting to... old. <laughs> yeah, we all are. You got your hairs uh, <laughs> Kids, Everything is happening earlier. Everything's happening earlier, okay. right? Whereas when I was getting recruited, majority of guys committed on signing day or right. close to it. You know, it was a big day that everybody announced where they were going on signing day. Now everything happens earlier. You're offering kids earlier. Um, they're committing earlier, you know, you're evaluating earlier, which can be a really a double-edged sword, right? You have to, we got to do a great job of, I don't care if a kid's committed or not. We still have to evaluate them as they go as juniors and we've got sophomores committed, right? right? And I want to see their junior film. I tell you, I want to see the commits senior film. Hmm. And at some point you might have to make a difficult decision, but these kids, since we have offered them earlier, we're not giving them a chance at that moment to continue to mature. And so, we can't crown a kid. I've said this to him all the time. We can't crown a kid too early, and you can't dismiss a kid too early. Mm-hmm. 
because they're so young. You think about 16-year-old, my son's 16 right now. I'm thinking about a lot of these kids we offer 15, 16-year-olds. They've got to continue to improve and get better. I want you to do me a favor, Coach. You see that locker to your left? Can you open, or one of you guys, whoever has the best angle, can open that up. We got two whiteboards. Okay. We're going to kind of do like a, I think it's the newlywed game, but we're going to do it with you guys <laughs> and get a few questions to see where you guys Katie, land on this. Let's do it. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm your game day face paint, and you just rubbed me right into your eye. Now your vision is super irritated. So is that driver you just hit. And if you have cut rate car insurance, these damages will rob you blind. So switch to Allstate. Save $468 and get better protected from mayhem, like me. National average annual savings of new auto customers surveyed in 2022 who switched to Allstate. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. And we're back with the action. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever? That's right, Jim. With an irresistible taste and zero sugar, Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any sports fan. So make sure you... Wait, Jim, I didn't mean try it right now. We're still on the air. Mmm, best Coke ever? Take a taste, Jen. Really? No, not right now, Jen. we got a game to call. All right, here we go. Okay, so a couple questions here. Don't look either, don't cheat. So it's going to be, we're going to have about each of you guys, yeah, and then I'll have you turn them around, and we'll show them to, I think, that camera straight away. Is that? Okay. That works probably, yeah. Straight away. I can't see anything. Just see the big screen? Dude, we'll just show it. Just show it to the big screen, kind of. Okay, so the the first one I want to know, and Coach will have the answer on this one, so what's the one thing, Let's when Coach Freeman's maybe, let's say, meeting a prospective student-athlete for the first time, What's the number one thing he's going to ask you or make sure that he has or is accounted for before that meeting? It could be a tool. It could be something he needs, a certain meal. It could go any direction. Is there something that has to be accounted for for Coach Freeman before he meets a student athlete? This is in his office, right? Sure. We'll go within his office. Right. has to have it. Yeah, take your time. Okay. Okay, on the count of three, we'll flip them around and show them there. Okay, three, two, one. Look at that. What does your say? What's your say? Profile sheet. Profile sheet. <laughs> I got it. There you go. The Bash Brothers. Yeah. One for one. Okay. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, kind of a similar question. It's easy. But a little bit of a twist here. So with Chad, what's the one thing that Chad could not do his job without? If you took this away from him, some tool, some item, it could be uh, you know, something in the office, something that he needs every day. If you took it away from him, he could not function. He'd have a meltdown. Okay, go ahead. Two for two. Phone. I'd, yeah. I'd have a panic attack. Okay. Okay. I think we're all slowly developing that yeah. that phone addiction too. I think you took my phone away, it'd be a dark place. It's like a legit though. Like if I had lost my phone, I'd uh okay, so this is one I've gotten from sources around campus. Chad, as we can already tell, this is my first time sitting down with you. Unique personality. What's up, player? Yep, exactly. Right. <laughs> is is there someone, or you have to pick someone in this class that has a personality most similar to his? Ooh, only one though. The top one you're trying to match here. So, oh my god! I know Chad's one of one, but the closest you can get if you had to pick somebody. OK, 
Okay, Chaz got it's his. It's got to be one or two people. He okay, flip it around. Or one of three. Yeah, go ahead. Wow, same last name, but I got Aeneas oh, and I got Cam, Cam here. I put Aeneas. You put Aeneas. Man, Cam's good. That's Cam's good. just like, okay. let's do a favorite recruit of this class. <laughs> you want to do that? Rank them? Sure we should do that. Favorite one? Yeah. <laughs> if the head coach wants to do it, you can do it. <laughs> okay, you got your favorite one. Go ahead. Wow, two CJ cars. Why would that be? I've, I have no idea why. Well, the quarterback always <laughs> quarterback. Be the quarterback's always got to be your favorite. <laughs> okay, one more for each of you here. Okay. And we're going to go, we'll start with uh, Chad. So we're describing Chad. One word, the first word that comes to mind, or just the best word that comes to mind to describe Chad in one word. We won't use the same word. And you got to use the same word, Chad. Wait, for myself? Yeah, but I want you I to, how about you, you know, you're, you're describing yourself, but you're going to pick the word you think that Coach Freeman would use to describe you. In one word. And I want Coach Freeman to just describe you in one word. He's not going to choose this word because he doesn't use it. But if... <laughs> Is it too big of a word for I got to make sure I spell it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Don't look. Don't look. But he's not... He, you don't think he'll use that? I mean, he'll use... I could use some other words, but this is what I think. He'll leave it up. Go ahead and show the camera. I mean, this is the word that he would use. Okay. That's all we're looking for. Coach said innovative. What'd you say? <laughs> Chad said idiot. No. <laughs> no. I was going to say, I mean, like, I would think he would say crazy or nuts, but okay. I wouldn't say idiot. What'd you put? Innovative. Innovative. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's yeah, a good nice. one. It's a compliment. I'm being nice. Okay. Flip it around now. Okay. A word to describe Coach Freeman. You pick the word. I'm going to see if Coach Freeman can guess the word you're going to use to describe so one word to describe Coach Freeman for Chaz. Chad. Chad. That's a nice way. Mm. Like that. Okay, go ahead, Chad. What do you got? Mm. What do you leader. Mean? Leader. Chad said leader. Coach Freeman said demand. Yeah, I can't put that for myself. But okay. Yeah. I see I see why you couldn't say that. Okay. That was a good new little game. You guys got the like the, the straightaway ones. You guys I can tell you're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Makes no sense. doubt about it. Get that profile sheet for me. I'll get you guys out of here on this Uh, signing day as you said it's evolved a ton uh, since obviously Coach Freeman was playing now he's a coach it's changed a ton in the last five days with the two different signing days but when you get to a day like this and I'll start with you Chad because as you just laid out you're in the thick of it going through it what is signing day like what emotions come to mind how how proud of you are are you when you get a class signed when you get to the finish line and get a chance to finally get guys committed fully on pen and paper, they're going to join Notre Dame and be a part of this class. Um, you know, I, I get excited. I, I obviously, you know, I think about all the work that was put into it. Obviously, it was a two-year thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just, you know, we, we did it for a couple of months and then figured out, like, this is a two-year process that we we accomplish. I'm, I'm grateful for the recruiting staff that we have, the work that they put in, um, you know, the fact that they sometimes, you know, aren't 100% with what I'm asking them to do or 100% like they're not 100% they don't they don't really believe in what I'm doing sometimes but mm-hmm. they choose to do it anyway um and you know for them to put in the work that they did our recruiting staff and then um you know for our guys to you know our commits to to believe in us and believe in coach Freeman believe in Notre Dame mm-hmm. it just it it makes everything for me just feel like an accomplishment um yeah, that's all I really have. I don't really have much to say there. I could, I might have to answer that again. 
I'll be honest Sounds with you. Good. I got huh? two things on my mind. I got two text messages that I want to read. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't do that. Your phone. You're ready to work. You're right? multitasking. Yeah. yeah. I have a different one for you, Coach, because yeah. we're going to talk a little bit more later. What is the wildest thing that Chad has asked for in a recruiting pitch or something he wants to execute? That you've either had to say no to or you did green light. Like, what's the craziest request that he's? There's a lot on? I have to say no to. I think the <laughs> most recent one was jumping out of an airplane or a helicopter or something like. Yep. Just for what reason? The effect. <laughs> Imagine your recruit. You show up to Notre Dame, right? You got the gold dome. You got touchdown Jesus, right? You show up to Notre Dame Stadium. You see the new Rockney statue, and then all of a sudden there's a helicopter with Coach Freeman. <laughs> flying out of it. Oh, you wanted him jumping out of the plane? Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, yeah. I thought you just had someone jumping out of a plane. You no. wanted the head coach jumping out of a exactly. plane. Exactly. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, saying. he'd have someone attached to him. It wouldn't just be him. <laughs> like, we'd have somebody in the military. <laughs> like, those terrible. are the ideas that wow. he brings. That's what I say. He is innovative. I, I just don't always agree with him all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's interesting, because I... Are you doing that because you don't think there's any other coach in the country that's jumped out of a plane for no a recruit? Question. No question. He does some... Probably the best one that I've said yes to was we were at Cincinnati. We had a, a kid named Tank that we were recruiting, and he had me dress up in a like a military fatigue general full-on suit, full outfit with the helmet and everything, and I agreed to it. And we didn't get the kid, and I remember saying, like, I will never, <laughs> ever dress up for a meeting again. Mm -hmm. But um, and We got are, the kid a tank, like a real tank. Yeah. Yeah. So you you will pull out all the stops. He'll, no question. Like there, there is no boundaries for where his mind goes. I'm excited to see if this guy ever jumps out of a plane. Now I can tell you've gotten it in his head, and there's going to be a day where you convince him to do it. One day. One day. Convince Miss Freeman. Always starts with Mrs. Freeman. I love that. <laughs> Chad, thanks for stopping by, man. Great Thank to talk you. to you. Yep. All right, we are joined by a special guest. CJ Carr. I think, how old are you, CJ? 18. 18. Yes, sir. Probably the youngest guest we've had, coach. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we got some young freshmen, but he probably is. First guy to be here before they're technically taking classes, right? Yeah. So let me just ask you that. Why did you decide to come here now and jump into the fray as they're getting ready for the bowl season? What went into that decision, man? <laughs> well, uh, I think we learned about it pretty recently. Um, and so we just thought it was a, a good opportunity for me to kind of get integrated early and uh, pick up, you know, when, when you should be places, how to do things around here. And so uh, it's good to get a jump on that. How much more valuable is it, Coach, for someone? Because I'm used to seeing guys like questioning that after the first <laughs> couple practices. <laughs> how the, okay, hold on. How have the, the practices been? Because I've been talking to a lot of basketball freshmen that have said it's like night and day coming to play college basketball. Are you regretting? Night and day good or bad? Uh, night and day bad. Marcus, Bur <laughs> Mar Marcus Burton said he called his mom, and he okay. said, I'm not sure I can make it. I'm not sure I'm going to get through this year. Wow. <laughs> so what's the experience been like then getting into it? Be, be say, honest. I would go from the first day of walkthroughs mm -hmm. to the last two practices. It's been wild. <laughs> it's been wild. We uh, They got me with the scout team, and so Coach Freeman, is uh, he runs our scout team huddles and uh, gets us in and out, and so it's interesting for sure. We had I know we, we have like two D linemen playing O-line now, and so we're all over the place, and I'm back there uh, just trying to figure it out, and so um, it's been really good, though. It's it's uh, um, To kind of throw it on me quick, I think, is good to um, just see the, the how fast college football is and how much of a difference it is, and um, so it's it's honestly a blessing in disguise. You know, I come home with bruises all over, but um, 
you know, just kind of looking at it as positively as you can. It's, it's been fun. Is that the biggest thing? The speed is what you've noticed so far? Just everyone's faster and then practice is moving faster too? The speed, the space you have, the it's it's just everything is a little tighter, a little quicker. Yeah, it's it's it was funny. The very first day he was here, um, he had a walk. We were just doing walkthroughs. And then that night we had a home visit at his house. And uh, I mean, it's the very first day he's here. We go out, we have a walkthrough. And I'm like, don't stay in here, go in there. Like, just, and we're just doing walkthroughs, but he's, I want you to go stand in the quarterback. And it was a couple plays in, and he snaps the ball before everybody was ready. <laughs> and all I hear is going and go, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> we can't waste time. And I just said, ooh, very first day he got golden. But then he ran a touch. He was, you know, it was a walkthrough, but he was, he kind of scored a touchdown even in the middle of a walkthrough. Um, and I was like, look, man, you scored a touchdown your first day. You got golden your first day. Like, mm -hmm. we're good. And then practices, I've been protecting him. I'm like, listen, you stay away from the quarterback. I tell our defense guys, stay away from the quarterback. But a couple of times he got knocked around the past few days. So it's been good. I've heard of guys coming in, you know, spring, early enrollee. But this has got to be a unique advantage to get them in even before the bowl because you can see what it's like to prepare for a true competitive game. Spring game is a little bit different, right? So, yeah. so what have you seen as the value of getting them in in this really unique time? There's just like you said with Marcus and in, in, in the expectations, the way we run practice, the intensity, everything we do is is 100% here. Yeah. Like even in a walkthrough, like everything we do is go, go, go. Um, and so he gets to experience that when it is, well, we're getting ready for a bowl game. Yeah. And, um, He's going to be able to help the other freshmen that get here in January figure this thing out mm -hmm. because now he knows what time meetings start, where to sit, be there early, where do you go when the, the, the horn blows. Everything we do, we're running, we're sprinting. And so he's going to be able to tell those freshmen, like, it's okay, guys, yeah. man, it's going to be fine because after a few days, um, he's just he, it's just natural for him now. CJ, I know you've been kind of a guy that once you committed as part of this class, you've kind of rallied others just – now that you've been on campus, like he said, what do you kind of view your role as as guys have committed here? And then once they get on campus, kind of helping them through that process. Right now, I'm just uh, worried about, you know, what time practices and <laughs> where I got to go. But um, when spring comes around, I think um, it's just going to be fun to have all, all my class around me um, yeah. and, and grinding through it with them next to me right now. It's kind of like... Um, you're you're alone in in uh, a big locker room. Uh, you know, although the guys have been just unbelievable, and um, the quarterback room has been great, kind of teaching me where to go, what the ropes are, and so. Yeah. Um, but when when the 24s get here, it's it's going to be fun to kind of um, walk side by side with them and uh, figure things out together. Yeah, usually you have a group of guys that can you can kind of suffer through it with. Right now, you're the only new guy, so it's <laughs> got to be weird. I was thinking about in practice the other day when you were talking. Like Javante um, Jean Baptiste came up to me and said, "Hey." You tell, you tell the rookie, you're talking about CJ, as long as he stays in that pocket, we'll be nice. He starts scrambling outside that pocket, then he's got to pay. And I just started laughing because that's the <laughs> truth. Like, those older guys that have done it and been here, like, hey, you tell that rookie, you know, stay right there in the pocket. Don't make him start chasing after him. And uh, it is, man. He's a part of the team, man. He's a part of the group now, and uh, they've embraced him. It's special. All right, let's get the uh, – let's address the elephant in the room, okay? Your lineage, right? Lloyd Carr, yes. you got a Michigan connection, and then also you're sitting next to a former Buckeye. <laughs> so what's it been like to commit to Notre Dame to play for a former Buckeye when your grandfather spent so much time at Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome. It's been awesome. <laughs> Coach Freeman, is, um, he treats all, all of us like family sure. and like we're a part of his family. And so 
Um, you know, you don't think about that at all when you're uh, making the, your decision or, or anything. Um, for me, it was kind of just what's the what fits me the best and uh, what's a place that's going to develop me and take care of me. And so um, Notre Dame was the obvious decision once it, you know everything came down to it. What was the reason for that? Then when you settled on Notre Dame, I wouldn't say settled, when you chose Notre Dame, why was it Notre Dame? I think every time I continued to come back on campus, it was it just felt more and more like home. Like you, you were, I think I remember um, specifically like I was talking to my mom like, hey, yeah, we're gonna go over to the Goog. And the first time I said like the Goog, like I like, I don't know, it felt like a home to me. Like okay, I'm just gonna go to the Goog, hang out, you know, in the locker room or whatever. And so, um, you know, when I said that, it was kind of like okay, I think I'm gonna come here. Like <laughs> it's home now. So uh, the the home feeling you get from this place is unlike any place in the country you know I've been to a lot of different college campuses but um the people here and the the place um in itself is is just you know one and next to nothing yeah when you hear that that has to make you perk up right that's what you want to hear from a guy that's not just coming to play at Notre Dame but he's he's coming to play quarterback at Notre Dame I think when when we were recruiting CJ um you know to me when you're looking at a quarterback and you're looking at a a leader of a program, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that all arrows would have pointed in him staying at home, right? His grandfather was the head coach, a national championship head coach there. His other grandfather played at Michigan. His father played at Michigan. And when you talk about a guy that said, you know what, I, I'm going to make a decision that he felt was best for him, that might not have been where everybody else thought he should go, like it shows leadership. It shows, you know what, I'm going to create my own path. And 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 that's what you want in a quarterback, mm-hmm. a leader, um, somebody that is going to make decisions that they truly believe are right for them. And now I've had a lot of conversations with his grandfather, Coach Carr, um, and I can tell you this, like when we talk about Notre Dame versus Michigan, he's great. He's he's always supporting CJ. I did bring up a couple of times that, you know, I played against his grandfather and those weren't great conversations. Mm, I can only know, imagine. That kind yeah. of – you saw a little fire come out when we started talking about some of the games that uh, the teams I played on played against his Michigan teams. But um, it, it, it's a special family. Yeah. It is a special family, and uh, we're grateful to have it. CJ, I want to ask you about the recruiting process because we had Chad on, and I'm I'm fascinated by the process. I heard all the detail that he and his staff go into to identifying who they want to recruit, and there's so many things that go on in recruiting. From your standpoint – What's the toughest part about being recruited? What was the biggest challenge for you in this process? Because I think about when I was picking a college. I did not play sports in college. It was tough for me just to pick the school I wanted to apply to and go to. When people want you to come play football somewhere, I imagine there's a ton of added pressure or people pulling you in different directions. So as you reflect upon coming to this decision, what was the toughest thing for you in the recruiting process? I think the toughest thing for me was... um you know, certain kids like to be recruited in different ways, whether um, it be blowing up your phone every second or giving you a lot of space or sending you graphics. And uh, and so for me, the way I like to be recruited was kind of just talking football and hmm. um, getting integrated in what they're going to be um, teaching me when I get into that, you know, college, wherever it was. And so um, I think, you know, Notre Dame's coaching staff did a great job in um, walking me through what they do there and how they do things and um, the offense they run and how I'm going to be coached. And so I think that really spoke to me that, you know, not only are you going to get a great education here, you're around amazing people, the campus is beautiful, but you're also going to get, um, you know, the best football in the country. And mm-hmm. you're going to play the best teams in the country. You're going to be coached by the best 
And so, you know, it, it was an obvious choice once once I continued to visit here and, and I really understood the four for 40 Coach Freeman preaches. Coach, I want to know about CJ as a player. As you've evaluated him, what are the parts of his game that as you project him out, you're really excited about seeing on, on, on display? I think he's got a a uncanny ability to process and make decisions. And, and that's one of the things that was so intriguing about him is – you know, he is extremely intelligent, right? And I'm not talking just GPA and OC. I'm talking about the ability to understand football and concepts. And then even in these few practices, the ability to make decisions. He went to the Elite 11 camp, and I've talked to some of those coaches. Tell me about C.J. Carr. Tell me about how he processes information, how he makes decisions. It's it's the the most elite response and reviews that I've, mm. I've gotten. And so that, to me, is is so intriguing about him. And, and that's second, too, is his, his arm strength. He's got an arm talent that is second to none. Um, he's got a sneaky athleticism too. You know, oh. I've seen him in practice run around there a little bit. Sneaky athletic. Yeah, yeah, he can run now. <laughs> and uh, those are all the traits that you look for in your your future quarterback. What What was the Elite Eleven process like for you? That's one of those things I hear and I go, okay, those are some of the best quarterbacks at that level coming out. What did you learn from that? What was the benefit of that? I think from the outside looking in, the Elite Eleven is like this big throwing competition where you're trying to, you know, judge kids based on how they throw in a camp situation. But um, being inside of all the meetings and um, hanging around all the guys, it's a much different experience than what um, the media portrays. It's more of a a learning opportunity. You're around some of the best coaches in, the, in America. You're around a lot of NFL coaches. Um, mm-hmm. And so just being around kids that you know – you're going to be in similar situations with them over the next few years is really important. So, you know, the guys I've, I've hung around um, are going to Georgia, Alabama, a um, bunch of SEC, Big Ten schools. And so you're going to, you're going to have those connections with these kids for yeah. the next four to five years. You're going to be going through the same struggles with as them. You're going to be going through the same highs as them. And so um, it's a cool experience just to, to be around those kids, be around those coaches. Well, CJ – oh, go ahead with your season. No, I just – you know, I was just thinking about as he talks through those different players and those opportunities. Like, I remember a, another feedback I got from some of his reviews when he was at camp is the competitiveness that mm. he possesses. And I, I probably didn't say that earlier when I was describing what makes him so like he's in a a really elite competitor. And I've seen it with how he recruits his class, right? And those guys that really just kind of, you know come and, and gravitate towards him but also when we put him in some competitive situations that some junior days where you know he can play you know just play games and you see the competitor come out of him and uh, that's something that we need so you mentioned junior days so I'm curious about this thing because in recruiting you can see a lot of film you can talk to a lot of coaches how do you then identify that competitiveness mm-hmm. in the process because that seems to be pretty hard to see unless you can sit down with someone and really feel them out yeah there's I think there's different things you can do right you can talk to the high school coach and I want to know how CJ plays in his 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 rivalry games I want to know does CJ play when he's injured um you know he's at these different camps hey how was CJ Carr around the other guys was he by himself or was he interacting with them was he competing against them did he shy away from competition and then when he's here on junior days like we let our guys have fun right and they have some fun is they're playing games and you see a little bit of the trash talking guys that say you know what let's go I'm gonna bow up and uh I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, you get a little concerned when the quarterback's in the back of the room kind of saying, no, you guys go ahead and do it. He's always in the center of the huddle. He's always in the center of attention. And uh, 
He's an elite competitor. I'm excited to watch your career play out here at Notre Dame. Thanks for joining us. Again, no one's joined us this early in their Notre Dame career. So congratulations on being the first. I look forward to watching you the rest of the way, man. Thank you so much. All right, we'll take a break and come right back. Hey, it's Tony Simeone, the voice of Notre Dame Athletics. Have you saved enough for retirement? Howard Bailey Financial is the official wealth management partner of Notre Dame Athletics, and they have a free resource that you can download right now. Get insight on taxes, social security, income planning, and much more by visiting retirewithpurpose.com echo. That's retirewithpurpose.com echo. Notre Dame Athletics was compensated for this endorsement and is not a current client of Howard Bailey. For more information, visit howardbailey.com slash ndisclosure. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Touchdown! That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We're going to keep it going here with our recruiting segment here. We're going to bring in three members of the recruiting staff at Notre Dame. we got Dre, Carter, and Caleb here joining us. All members of the recruiting staff that work for Chad Bowden, who was on the show earlier. When I mentioned he was on the show, you guys all kind of perked up. So I want to get some Chad stories here in a second. But first, for those that might not know what you guys do specifically for Notre Dame football and specifically for the recruiting staff, why don't you guys each explain to me what you do so those at home that are listening have a better idea of what you provide to the program. We'll start with you, Dre. Okay. So, yeah, I'm the uh, director of high school scouting. So what that entails is just trying to find, you know, the best players in the country. And that, that's who we attract at Notre Dame. Obviously, the football, you know, it speaks for itself. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of little carryouts that go into it. And, you know, obviously they have to have the grades, you know, the character and makeup. So that's what I spend most of my day doing is uh, watching film, you know, on these guys and, and there's also a relational aspect of it, and that's talking to high school football coaches, talking to the recruits, that's talking to you know their moms or dads, cousins, you name it, whoever you know whoever there is that I need to talk to, hmm. um, get that done. So, yeah, finding finding the top guys and recruiting them. That's that's my job. So, Carter, about you, I'm a recruiting analyst. Um, I would say like recruiting strategist though. Um, I think communication is a big part of everything. So work hand-in-hand hand with FIM to do graphics and a weekly plan for recruits, um, always communicating with them, and then hosting kids on campus, and as Dre said, a whole bunch of different things, too. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Caleb? And then I'm also a recruiting analyst, probably more the jack-of-all-trades of the office. You know, oh, definitely. So, yeah. The utility so player, now, the Mark McLemore. Literally now, does it all. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been around for Chad, I've been around Chad for seven years now, so I work for him at Cincinnati. So okay. I'd like to describe it more as like I kind of – Chad gets super hyper-focused on one thing, and I try to figure out what he's not thinking about in the moment and kind of take care of those things. Take care of so, his blind side. Yes. Yeah, so I, I do a lot of the high school scouting with Dre. I do a lot of 
relationship building, a lot of coaches travel, just kind of w- whatever we need on a day-to-day basis, trying to fill the gaps. Yeah. Let's talk Chad a little bit. Uh, obviously a, a, a really talented guy and does a great job, but uh, he's a unique guy. So can you give me um, an example of like maybe the most audacious request he's made of you? Because we talked to uh, him and Coach Freeman earlier. He wanted Coach Freeman to jump out of a plane at one point yep. this year for yep. <laughs> for a recruiting pitch. You guys, I guess, were all aware of that. But yes. what's maybe the strangest or most unique thing he's asked of you guys to do to help him in his position? Oh, man. I've got a lot of them. <laughs> now... <laughs> For me, it probably goes back to the Cincinnati days back. You know, you know, every junior day now, we dress up as Secret Service agents, like men in black, and crazy. jump out at the SUVs, check them, pat them down and everything. But it all started back at Cincinnati. We did it on an official visit. And then uh, kind of just kept the trend going. We got here, and it's actually funny. When we first got here, everyone in the office, everyone in the Google looked at us like we, we were just idiots. Like we had no clue what we are doing. We are dressing up as Secret Service agents, running around. And it wasn't until, uh, it's actually funny now, Christian Gray went back home. Uh, he was on that junior day visit as a recruit. And then his recruiting article mentioned how his favorite part of the visit no was us jumping out as Secret Service agents. And me and Chad looked at each other, started celebrating like, oh my gosh, it worked. We're not, we, we, we kind of know what we're doing just a little bit. Yeah, so, that is wild. Yeah. Is it tough though when you do something like that? Because you think, gosh, this, this could backfire, right? Like- oh, every time. <laughs> yeah, literally every yeah. time. We're like- but then- <laughs> Somehow, if you if you kind of believe in it and you do it with a smile on your face, typically the kids kind of reinforce that behavior so it ends up working out. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Carter? What's a crazy request? Kind of a similar story. I think Chad is just an energy provider. And that's like what I've learned through this. Like, you know, like when you first see a kid, you want to have great energy. And that's what Chad's great at doing. Yeah. And uh, kind of similar with that story. We, uh, for uh, in the summers, we have OVs, official visits. We picked him up, and as we're pulling up to the hotel, there's a row of bushes, and Chad told me to. It's pretty funny. Chad told me to act like the car like was breaking down, so like I was driving the car, and I was like kind of tapping the brake, tapping the brake a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, like I put it in park, then I like went out to the hood of the car and had to like you know, open it up and try to like sell that it was broken down. Oh my gosh! And uh, Chad. You can hear the music in the distance. Then Chad and Caleb actually jumped out of the bushes and started dancing as they're pulling up the hotel. So it was that was a pretty funny scene. So kind of like wow. energy provider, yeah. greeting them with great energy, kind of showing like, hey, like we want you here. Like this mm-hmm. place is special. Right. Like, and this is yeah, this is how we're gonna welcome you. So I want to do a little bit of rapid fire here because today is signing day. We're just getting to know kind of the guys that are officially gonna be here. So we're gonna ask you a couple questions about the guys that you have been involved helping get on campus, okay? Mm-hmm. I want you to give me your, you guys can all have your own opinion on this, but a couple questions. So of all the signees, who is the funniest guy of the group that's coming in in the class of 24? The funniest guy. Sheesh. We got some jokesters in this class. This class is a lot of them. Yeah, you throw out a couple if you need to. Yeah, I would. Uh, I need someone to be... give me a definitive answer. Yeah, yeah. Kingston. Uh, Kingston out of Bosco mm-hmm. in LA. He is like he's he's a little bit more quieter, but like when you hang around him, like this dude is stealth comic. Oh, he's, yes. he's so funny, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he, he'll like joke with us. He actually used to mess. He messed with Chad a little bit because uh, he was like he was he was a huge recruitment. You know, we we're in like a big recruiting battle for him, and so he called Chad uh, the other day, and he was like. Hey man, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just struggling with this like decision, you know. Chad was like, "What?" Like he was just like, what? Night, "Nightmare he's phone like, call for Chad." He's like, "Yeah, for signing day, I'm just struggling with this decision." 
And Chad's like, you can see like his, his like heart's beating fast. And he's like, should I wear a blue or black suit for signing day? <laughs> and like, and you know, Chad, it was on speakerphone. So we all just lost it. Like, yeah. <laughs> cause this is, you know, Kingston's one of the, the top players in the country. So but yeah, Kingston, he's a, uh, he's a jokester, man. That's for sure. Okay. That's your vote. You guys have the yeah. same one or someone else? Do you? I say Carson. Yeah, Carson's the obvious one. I'm sure we all got different Carson stories, but um, senior day, these seniors bring in marshmallows and start throwing them, and the recruiting section is like right below oh, yeah. the seniors. Section We're getting marshmallows, getting pelted by marshmallows. And Carson's getting all these marshmallows together, and he's kind of got like a stockpile, and his dad is like sitting adjacent like to him, yeah. and he's sneaking marshmallows. And he's throwing them at the back of his head. Yeah, like at his dad's head. Oh, his dad thinks he's getting. Okay. I'm sitting behind his dad. His dad thinks that I'm throwing them at him. Yeah. But it's actually Carson like messing with him, and he kept it going for like at least a quarter. Oh yeah. So always messing with his dad, and always messing around with the guys. Okay. Same answer. Someone else. I was gonna go Carson. Okay. No, he's. That whole family's just hilarious, though. Him, his dad, like they. They they are a funny crew. Okay, here's another one. When you look back at this class in five years, who's maybe going to be the biggest steal of the class? Mm-hmm. So maybe not like the top, you know, yeah. guy in the rankings, but someone you guys got in that's maybe this guy's going to outperform his ranking when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think uh, for me, my guy, and, and he didn't play his senior season, so I think he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. He's injured, but Cole Mullins. Okay. Big believer in Cole Mullins. I think what he did on his junior film, I mean, shoot, he's playing – defensive end linebacker like he's so versatile and he's so big too he's six yeah. four was he 245 when he came in as a junior and i think that's a kid that no one's talking about enough but he's going to come here and like you said three four years down the road is going to play a major role for this program mm-hmm. but you guys i think michael gilbert um i think um uh, he's a little underrated in the rankings and uh just a mature kid on and off the field like i mm-hmm. feel like he'll be a a real leader when he's here. I feel like he'll play fast. Um, he'll play early. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's a, a sleeper pick. Okay, correct. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough one for me. I'd probably go Leonard Moore, a uh, cornerback out of Texas. I mean, he is Coach Miggins does a. I was going to say, if you're bringing job. in a corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Coach Miggins, you know, with the the Ben Morris and Cam mm-hmm. Hart's, even uh, you know Sauce, Sauce. Curry, Coach him, like he does an unbelievable job evaluating. And uh, Leonard Moore is like, you know, it's almost like built in the lab. He's like six one and a half, six two, got long arms, can run, can fast. I think he'll be when we look back, you know, at the signing day is gonna be one of the uh one of the steals of the class for sure. Okay. Two more questions. This one's we talked about Chad. I want to talk about Coach Freeman a little bit. You know, you work more directly with Chad, but obviously Coach Freeman's big time recruiter. He's obviously a great head coach, now heading into his third year. Just what's something that Coach Freeman's impressed upon you when you when you look at what he's done with this program when you look at how he's trying to recruit, what is something that you look at and see in Coach Freeman that you find really admirable and that makes you excited to work for him in this program? I'll start with with you, Dre. Okay, yeah, I would say I'm just impressed by like his ability to be the same guy every day and mm-hmm. like he he shows up to work every day. Um, Caleb and I, you know, we lift in the morning and like Coach Freeman's he's he already beats us in there. We get in there at six, he's in there at five thirty. And you ever ask him to spot you, or, or how's that go? Uh, I'm, I'm, I might need to, man. He's pretty strong too, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, with uh, with him, he's like he's the same guy every day. He's gonna show up and he's gonna give his best effort regardless of how he feels. I mean, I don't know how he does it. He has, you know, he's married, has six kids, running the Notre Dame, you know, football program. I uh, say, so yeah, just showing up every day, and yeah. you know, and he gives his best no matter how he feels. So that's something that you know, kind of looking up to him. That's something I take away. I'm like, man, this guy brings it every day, and. 
you know, happens in recruiting, happens on the field. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. What Dre was saying, um, he's genuine. He's a motivator. Um, his main saying is one day, one life. Um, so go attack the day with everything you got. And I think that speaks to, you know, all our lives and mm-hmm. also into recruiting. You know, when we have kids on campus, give it all you got, love them up, show all your energy, be genuine. And when we do that, it shows the best about what this place it is. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to, to talk about and sell in their name. Like, mm-hmm. this place is special. Right. This place is different. And uh, you feel good showing how genuine and how special this place is to recruits. And that's kind of what he preaches to us. Yeah. I think mine kind of piggybacks off them a little bit, but just the authenticity. You know, I've been around him for seven years, but from back when he was the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati to the head coach at Notre Dame, he's always been the same guy. Right. He's always had the same mentality, the same words that he preaches. It's still the same exact mentality that he's been preaching for seven years. So I think it's pretty rare that you see someone who can, in such a important role that he's in, still be genuine and still be authentic and still be himself every step of the way. Yeah. Last one. Uh, you've been doing this, you said, for seven years, yeah. right? How long yep. have you guys been involved in this line of work? Yeah, I've been, uh, it's my third season. Third think, season. So, okay. Yeah, I got into and this is it. your... Yeah, so I, I went to school here, and I was a manager four years, okay. and this is my second full season. Okay. Yeah, true Notre Dame guy right here. Uh, yeah. Golden Brody. blue. Golden blue in the book. <laughs> uh, so I'll start with the, on, the, on the right and work this way. In the role you're in, mm-hmm. what does it feel like then when you see someone who you helped, you know, identify that this was the place. It was Cincinnati for a while now. It's Notre Dame that they want to be. And then you see them have success at Notre Dame. You see them have success at the next level. Like, what kind of satisfaction does that give you? What what kind of personal gratification does that give you guys in your role? Because it is a behind-the-scenes job. It, it's, it's a role that doesn't get a lot of, you know, Chad doesn't get a ton of glamour and he's at the at the top of the recruiting uh, role at this at this uh, operation you guys are even further down the let's just call it the food chain helping mm-hmm. make it work but you guys are so involved in helping student athletes identify where they want to go to school and then try to carve out a professional career so when you see them have success in the field or at uh, scholastically what kind of gratification does that give you it's the most rewarding thing ever i mean i know you kind of talk about being on the food chain and different things but for us like I think what a lot of people don't don't get to see is we get to see these freshmen come in and just hang out in the recruiting office every day, whether it's Christian Gray just coming in to grab snacks and then you see them go have a pick on the field on, on a Saturday. Like, like you, we, we get to experience all these moments and we've, we've built a relationship with them over three years yeah. and, and, and it's still ongoing. And like, even though like we, we might not necessarily be out there on the news and everything, like we still get to receive the same exact gratification because we're hanging out with the kids that that we've got such a good relationship with. And it just makes us so proud, makes me so proud to see them succeed on the field and see how their process went and how they came to the conclusion that Notre Dame's their place. And then to see them go ball out on the field, it's just, it, I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Then another thing, just, you know, competitive standpoint too, like, you know, we like to win, you know, like yeah. when the team wins, we win. When the team loses, we lose. So we want to, <laughs> you know, make the best relationships, whatever we can do to help, you know, that's kind of ours. Cause yeah, at the end of the day, you know, here to win and, um, you know, recruiting the best best student athletes in the country to play here, you know, plays a big part of it. So we take a lot of, I know I, these guys, we take a lot of pride in it for sure. Yeah. Last one that I, I lied, Carter, just for you, mm-hmm. North or South Dining Hall. Mm-hmm. I was in Keogh, so I was right next to South. Mm-hmm. But oh. I'm going to have to go North. Yes, that's I'm my guy. I'm going to go North. Sheesh. Yeah. A lot of people go for that South 
Harry Potter like feel, but no, nope. I think North. It's has all that. a ruse, right? It's, it's all, all aesthetics, and when you get down to the logistics, yep. North has you covered. North right? got you covered. That's my guy. Yep. All right, appreciate all you guys stopping by, and truly thanks for what you do in the recruiting office. It's a ton of work. I know you guys are grinding, and congratulations on another great class. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks Thank for having me. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Bank like the Irish when you become a member of Credit Union One, the official banking partner of Notre Dame Athletics. Open a Fighting Irish checking account to get special perks and choose from one of eight exclusive Notre Dame debit card designs so you can show your pride every time you pay. Plus, with the Credit Union One branch located just steps from campus at 1140 East Howard Street and CU1's highly rated mobile app, it's never been more convenient to bank on your schedule. Find out more at creditunionthenumberone.org slash Irish, federally insured by NCUA. 80-degree game days are long gone, Irish fans. It's time to start thinking about tires, winter tires. Our friends at TireRack.com, presenting sponsor of Wake Up the Echoes, have what's right for you. Headquartered just a few minutes from Notre Dame Stadium, their experts know a thing or two about driving through winter's worst. They spend months on their test track and at the Compton Family Ice Arena collecting data so you can get the tires to tackle whatever comes next. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are here with Sayer Turner and Mackenzie Zano. Okay, we've got a little bit of a different recruiting element than the last couple guys we were talking to, but still very integral to the operation. Sayer, you're an analyst in operations, is that correct? Yes. Okay, describe for me what exactly your day-to-day responsibilities are as it relates to recruiting for Notre Dame football. Yeah, it's always different. I'm pretty sure everyone says that, but like daily it's just different. Um, But I handle a lot of admissions the admissions portion of it so making sure they get in school making sure they're in the right classes their senior year um i deal with all the travel for coach freeman for recruiting travel and then also the assistant coaches for their travel when they're on the road so planning that all out with chad and getting them all taken care of um i also work really closely with Mackenzie, which she'll tell you a little bit about what she does here in a second Mm -hmm. um and then also dealing with like getting our next group set for admissions. Okay. Yeah. So you're always forward looking and making sure that everyone's qualified to get in and has their ducks in a row. Right, right. <laughs> a lot, probably a lot harder than it sounds like when you just say it out loud. Yeah. Mackenzie, what do you do? You're on, director of on-campus recruiting. Yes. So I get the sense it's all based here in South Bend for the most part, <laughs> but but illuminate yeah. me and those that are listening really for what your job entails and what you're focused on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the biggest thing is definitely the on-campus relationship. So as soon as the kid steps on campus, and even before that, both Zaire and myself uh, communicate with those recruits and make sure that they're set up for their visit. So that's part one. But part two is when they actually get on campus and they meet with our head coach, our position coaches, strength, nutrition. I mean, you name it. We're the ones setting those meetings up okay. and doing their itinerary from start to finish. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's really operations, like recruiting operations, and that can mean a, a bunch of different things. It's everything. Like, yeah, it's every hard. part of their visit. So I was going to ask about visits. So pretend I'm coming on campus for a visit. Uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. I'm coming all the way out to South Bend. I play high school football. I would be most likely, I'm most likely a sophomore or junior, right, in high school when I come out and visit. And I love, uh, like, steak. And I love, uh, you know, like Ti and Gucci Mane. Those are my those are my people, right? Okay. So, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to build out my itinerary so that it's catered to me and that 
I find Notre Dame attractive for what it is, but also for the attention to detail you put into my visit. So we're going to start with your travel. We want to make sure you have the best flight experience because I feel like when they don't have a good travel experience, they already kind of like in their head, they're like, oh, well. It's a long way from home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so just I always try to find the perfect even if it's flying them in Chicago, getting car service in the South Bend. Gotcha. So we start with their travel, making sure they're all set up there so we can see when they get in to see how much time we have with them so Mackenzie can truly plan out their schedule. Okay. And also you want the kid, like she's saying, like our focus to make sure he has the absolute best experience possible because you never know when you're going to get that kid back on campus. It's like a one and done if you don't show Assume out. Assume it's the only time they'll be on campus, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Always. Okay. Yeah. And so can you can you make an adjustment to the menu for me while I'm there? Can I get my steak or how does that work? <laughs> so we also, before they get there, we ask them what their favorite snacks are, what their oh, favorite meals are, what their favorite music. We, we ask all these questions. Really? So we know when they get here, we already know we're going to have steak. If they love Chipotle, we're going to cater Chipotle for lunch. Yeah. If they love Chick-fil-A, we're going to do that too. We'll do both. We don't We don't care. We'll do it all. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's about them. So we want them right. to have that experience. We want them so during their photo shoot, if they love Gucci Mane and T.I., that's mm-hmm. what we're blasting. Yeah. That's what's going to be in the speakers. Yeah. Mm. I'm already kind of like eating up, wanting to be a part of the 24K class just when I hear that. <laughs> what is the biggest um, week or time in the schedule? Maybe biggest is the wrong word. Like what is the most difficult? What is the most stressful? Uh, what is the week that you have to put the most work into to make sure it's a success. And it might be the same week for you guys. It might be a different week. Tell me when that time of the year is for you. I, I'm not going to speak for her, but I'm pretty sure we have the same thing in mind. Yeah. We we work so well together. So we always kind of She's know nodding just in the yeah. back of your head because she can, <laughs> she can, know. she knows what to say. Okay, okay. It's June OVs. 100%. Okay. It's June OVs. June people, official visits. Official those. visits. Sorry. Yes. Official visits. Uh, most people think the season is like super hard for us, but like we have it down where like we, we got the season taken care of. June OVs always feels like a shock when it's coming like we know it's we prepare like this year for next year right so we're always at least a year ahead like we're trying to be a year ahead about getting their hotel rooms booked and venues booked and cater like all of these things are booked well in advance right and it it just i don't know it, it's a fun time but it's so stressful right so is that the same for you yeah what about it makes it difficult for you in particular uh yeah, well, it's it's not just, I mean, we deal with the official visits in June, but then you're intermixing it with camp. So you got camps going on right. and you're hosting like 100 plus kids. And then you also got unofficial visits where kids can sometimes just show up like day of and you have to put together a schedule like that and make sure that they still have a good experience. So you're dealing with all of that midweek. And that's why we do a lot of the pre-planning because it's it's a lot of work and you want to make sure you are executing at your highest level for official visits. Um, But you also have all of that stuff in the middle of it that you're trying to juggle and manage. And I think that's what makes it so difficult because you aren't sleeping. You're barely eating. (laughs) You're making sure that everybody else is taken care of. Yeah, all the recruits are eating, but you're not eating. (laughs) So like like those days, just like a day, we wake up at what, five? Yep. Get ready. Make sure we're greeting them. Make sure breakfast is all set. We have their entire day set. They get maybe about an hour and a half, two hours of downtime, and then we have dinner, and then they go off with their player hosts, and then we still have a social for the parents. Yes. Oh. So we're out until they're out. Right. So it's 
could be midnight. You never know. <laughs> Where's that ending usually? If it's at two a.m. Oh, we, well, we have a we rent out uh, Brie yes. Burger. Okay. That's We've our been spot. Smarter. Yeah, oh. it's it's in walking distance to the hotel. Yeah. Yes, very so smart. Logistics. You don't have to worry yes. about yeah. driving yeah. anyone <laughs> anywhere. Yes. And then we do night rides for the recruits. Yes. So when they're when they're done hanging out with their player host, we go pick them up, take them back to the hotel so mm. they can go to sleep. Where the guys do. We're usually yeah. probably still the social. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get pulled in. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got it all figured out. Let's talk Chad a little bit. Um, Ooh, uh, this yeah. kind of in the this kind of in the Chad Bowden uh, hour here. Uh, got some great stories from Coach Freeman. Uh, I don't actually know if I asked CJ about Chad, but I've asked uh, the other guys that were here to talk about Chad and give me their, you know, most interesting request he's brought your way. I assume if you guys are seeing, you know, a lot of this stuff where it's on campus trying to really impress people, that you've gotten some interesting requests from Chad. I see Mackenzie nodding along. So let's <laughs> let's start with you. Is are there a request or two that come to mind? You go, that's that's pretty unique, Chad. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the one that's probably the most scarring is. <laughs> When he asked us to do 17 official visits in one weekend and when he wants it also very individualized. And I mean, the, the goal was to get all the guys around each other, which I totally get. I get I get that part. Right. Logistically, that's I mean, I had to build out a matrix for that weekend just to make sure no one was like crossing each other and everybody could get their own set schedule. Right. I mean, that was probably one of the most difficult but i mean it was exciting because you have all those guys there at one time yeah so we're difficult but rewarding yes very much i can agree with that (laughs) and it is scarring because i totally blacked that out (laughs) (laughs) it was my first week here oh yeah Yeah. and i had to like just kind of dive in and go you know what i gotta figure out the campus learn about all of them learn their faces learn their names learn their parents names like yeah it's yeah that was a crash course yes that's tougher than any final exam you probably ever had What about this line of work? This is, I'll just be candid. For me, I could not do this. It just does not, like, I get anxiety just listening to you guys talk about it a little bit. Uh, It doesn't do it for me, but I've known tons of people that have gotten to this line of work. Why'd you get into this line of work, and what do you enjoy about it? And I'll start with you, Zaire. Yeah, I reached out on Twitter to the Texas Tech football program, and I got hired through that way, and... I fell in love. I wanted to go to law school and be a sports agent. I had no intention of working in college football, but I loved it so much because I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. I love just the energy that they give off. And they're so genuine. They're they're just so happy to be wherever program that they're visiting. Yeah. And it's it feels so good to have like have a great experience for them. So it it sometimes it's hard. Sure. But it's so rewarding. Okay. About you. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my sister. Um, she definitely got me into this because I didn't know that this world existed. I don't think a lot of people know that this world exists because, I mean, you talk about we are behind the scenes and that's where we need to be, especially to be successful at this job. Right. Like, you don't get a lot of things, but it's you, we don't need it just because of like you're helping kids like achieve their dream. Um, so that's huge. And I've always cared about people. And my sister, she's the one. I credit it to her because she, at the time I was going to Wisconsin, and she, uh, come back to Twitter, she found this post on Twitter and uh, knew that the football team was looking for just volunteers. And I thought, you know what, what the heck, I was already working in athletic operations through guest services at Wisconsin, and I had never touched football, so I thought, why not? And at that point, I had met the director of player personnel, got hired on. He was the one who really changed my view and 
uh, just like showed the importance of also like women in this industry. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's not talked about a whole lot uh, just because like we have a lot of like detail and attention and organization that can really benefit departments, especially recruiting departments. And so he really uh, invested in me and after graduation, again, had no intention of getting into athletics at all. Um, but he called me up. And of course, my sister answered the phone and threw it at me. And that that phone call changed my life. Um, so I yeah ended up getting hired on as the coordinator of on-campus recruiting at Wisconsin and then came over to Notre Dame three years ago. And it's been a heck of a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can certainly tell. The, the, the last one I have is just for both of you. It's, it's slightly related to the one we just had, but more specific to Notre Dame. Because as you said, you spent some time in Wisconsin, yeah. spent time at Texas Tech, and then I think you did some work at Virginia Tech two years saying, and now you're here at Notre Dame. And then you now talk to people that you know they're deciding if they want to come to Notre Dame or go somewhere else. So for you, why Notre Dame? What about Notre Dame brings you joy and happiness and makes you want to be a part of this football team and university to do the work that you do? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the staff that you meet because you work with them on a daily basis. Right. And Notre Dame speaks for itself. Like, it's a great university, and they treat you with so much respect and love around campus, and they're always so welcoming. But for me, day to day, it really came down to the staff and our coaching staff, our support staff. Like, everyone is so amazing. Everyone's so respectful. They care about you. It's very family oriented. So they make it worthwhile. Like some days are really hard. And some days when the coaches are on the road, it's really hard. <laughs> I'm getting phone calls like at four o'clock in the morning because they're having travel issues. But you know what? I like it's totally fine because we all work hard and we all have the same goal. Hmm. We all want to do what's best for the program, what's best for the players, what's best for the recruits. Right. So. I, that that's it for me okay yeah about you McKenzie yeah I would say I mean it's definitely the people and I go back to like the first time that I ever visited campus too I was just with my mom and no one knew I wasn't a part of the program um wasn't working here and we just walked campus and again it's like a uh, faith is super important to me and at the time it was definitely like the magnetism like you just feel like you're a part of something so much bigger when you're here on campus and people just make you feel like you're a part of this really interconnected family that's never going to leave you and you know we talk about it in recruiting but it and sometimes you know people think that when we talk about things in recruiting we're just trying to show our highlight reel but at the end of the day that's how it feels like we yeah. I mean especially in the recruiting office yeah. like we truly feel like family like I don't know I can't picture my life like without <laughs> those people in it yeah um, it's so true yeah I they Chad love chad i love chad but he can push your buttons a little bit yeah he's like that he's like that little brother yeah you know? <laughs> he literally and it's just but i've never worked with people that i love so much like our recruiting group i just i can't imagine working here without them because mm. we are just so great so cohesive we're all on the same page like we support each other in the best way that we can support each other right. so we're just a big family well i know you guys go put in a ton of work you just laid it out for me uh and it doesn't always get seen but national signing day is a day i think that's great that we can see kind of the product of all that work come together congratulations on all the hard work and then good luck on all the hard work that's <laughs> that's still to come but thanks for uh, coming by as well yeah thank, thank you. you thanks for having us the city custom cash card automatically adjusts to earn you more cash back 
in your top eligible spend category. It does the work for you. Learn more at city.com slash custom cash. That does it for this edition of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on this very special signing day edition where we celebrated the 24K class fueled by Gatorade. We'll talk to you next time on Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. Wake Up the Echoes, the official show of the Fighting Irish presented by TireRack.com is also brought to you by Canon Solutions America, Credit Union One, Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and Under Armour.